Greetings, this is Chief Yuya, and you're listening to the Chief Yuya podcast. And uh, in this session, we're going to continue our talk surrounding manhood, and more specifically, boyhood, and and how it connects with motherhood. And um, in our last session, we dealt with the man speaking to the interior male and some of the things to be mindful of and look out for. And I urge you, if you have not heard that one, pause this one, go back, listen to that one, and then come back to this one. And it will help to uh, flesh out some of the contextual meaning of what's being shared. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we're speaking about in this session, some of the, the challenges that boys go through and really what mothers go through uh, attempting to cultivate uh, something greater and something more dignified in the boys that they're raising. And when I say they are raising, uh, uh, we understand that uh, a woman cannot raise a boy to manhood, but she certainly can raise him uh, through boyhood. And um, I'm actually speaking on this for several reasons. One, because it's a great uh, segue from the last segment we did, but also because I received a message uh, via one of my social media accounts, and I'm going to, um, you know, obviously leave names out and leave some sections out in order to to protect the identity of the individual who sent it to me. But um, I'm going to read it to you, and then afterwards I'm going to... uh, Respond with some of the guidance um, that I that I am giving that person uh, with you all because uh, this is something that comes across my desk often. This type of issue, and you know, we have a lot of unwed mothers uh, in the world, you know, who are who have sons, you know, who are who are caretakers and who are providers for sons, sons and daughters, but. Uh, often there's a different kind of confusion when it comes to trying to create some structure and to create some some better morality and some better behavior in the lives of uh, the sons that they are taking care of. So uh, I get this one so often and I've been getting this one for years, you know, mothers reaching out. And part of that is because I've ran rites of passage programs for years. Uh, I've worked in schools for years, you know, I've done community programs for years. And uh, when you enter into those type of environments, especially with uh, the plethora of unwed mothers that we have or that are that are in certain communities, unfortunately, uh, you are seen as a high commodity because um, for those who have the wherewithal, they understand the value of a man when a man comes on the scene and and the difference that it creates in the uh, behavior of the, the their children right so um when you come into a space a lot of times the mothers will approach you to maybe spend extra time with their child or approach you for guidance or even um to this day i mean we can go back over 20 years and there are uh, some mothers who still tell me, yeah, you know, like, um, I always used your name, you know, like whenever they were acting up or they didn't want to go to bed at night or they didn't want to clean up, you know, I'd say like, I'm going to tell Baba Haru, you, you don't want me to tell Baba Haru and they'd start running and no, 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 don't tell Baba, you know, 
So um, kind of that surrogacy of fatherhood sometimes occurs within those environments. And um, not that that's necessarily a good thing, but, you know, here in North America, some of the things that we experience are so horrific and so dysfunctional that we learn how to counterbalance um, as best we can. You know, we do the best we can in terms of that counterbalancing. So, you know, I received this message. I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to read it. And um, the time is 5.55 a.m. right now as I'm recording this segment. You know, I just went to my my um, tablet and I saw the time. So I figured I'd share 5.55. But um, and that's that's. The freedom number, by the way, for anybody wondering, 555, the number for freedom. All right. So the message says, blessings, chief. And I'm going to read slow because I'm going to change. Um, make sure I don't say any names or anything like that. Or this individual left me their name and their phone number. And obviously, I'm not going to share that. But uh, blessings, chief. I need your help. My son who is 12, has been crowned Ogun for two years. He has been expelled from school for threatening to shoot his teacher on social media. He is more than a challenge for me, a single parent. I'm at the point where I'm overwhelmed. He does not listen to me and I fear for his safety in the future. Please help me. Okay. Um, And the person left their name. And uh, well, not well. Yeah, the name we had. We had some communication before, so um, yeah. Well, actually, they communicated with me before. I'm scrolling up. I never responded, but um, you know, the name is there in the phone number. But anyway, addressing what was written, right? Um, these type of messages I get very often. Uh, oftentimes, I get requests. Different different females who want me to speak to their their sons, sometimes their daughters too, but often speak to their sons, you know. Um, and what's difficult about that is that a lot of times they don't understand that the issues with their children cannot be resolved in one phone call with a stranger over the phone, you know, one phone call for an hour or so, you know. And I always tell them that that's not going to be enough, you know, especially when you're talking to men. Men don't. You know, or or young males, or young males who are becoming men, men they don't respond, you know, to that as well as you might imagine, uh, because young males are more trial and error. Now there has been some young men in the past who I've worked with and spoken with over the phone and been able to form really close relationships, and we've never even met in person, you know. But um, a lot of that was contingent upon the relationship I had with the mother. You know, some of them were women I've known for, you know, a very long time or they were childhood friends, you know, and we reconnected and they have children and, you know, such such going on. So there's a different kind of um, relationship, almost like an uncle type thing, you know, uh, as opposed to, again, just some random person on the Internet who your mother sees as valuable, but your standards are different. So usually when I have those conversations, I try to create a separate relationship to some degree with the child. So because a lot of times (laughs) mothers will try out a lot of different people 
And they're like, oh, here's another one for me to talk to, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I try to um, come from a different space and listen as much as possible as opposed to just sit and dictate. You know, so getting back to this message, there's, there's a lot in here to unpack. And I won't go through everything because honestly, it would it would take far too long. Uh, but I'll just hit a few points that I know are necessary. Now, the first thing, which I'm pretty sure many of you caught, was the idea of um, the child only being 12, but being crowned Ogun, you know, for two years. Right. So my first question, very first question is, why was this child crowned or initiated to Ogun? Who told you to do that? That's my first question. And what does this child know about Ogun? What do you know about Ogun? And the individual that initiated this person to Ogun, why are you not reaching out to them? And if you have reached out to them, why have they not been responsive enough to the, to the point that you don't need to reach out to me? You know, this is almost like baptismal. I get this a lot and I turn it down a lot. A lot of times parents reach out to me. They want me to initiate their children. And I say, no, I'm not doing that. Um, it doesn't mean anything to your child. It means nothing to your child. Now, if your child has been studying, your child has a connection and that's different. But if it's just something that's important to you and I want my child to be protected and this, this is not like getting saved. You know, I want my child protected under the blood and it doesn't work like that. They have to come into this of their own volition and the fact that so many just want their children to be initiated is a sign that they don't know what they're doing they're not connected to the culture you want your child to be initiated to Ogun but does your child speak any Yoruba at all have you and your child ever even sat down and ate in a Yoruba restaurant I mean, I'm just I'm taking you down to the lowest common denominators. You know, um, it's you have to be quick. You have to be careful when you're, you're fetishizing and trying to recreate tribal ceremonies because you feel something has been lost. And through one quick jaunt in the garden, you know, of, of traditional culture, you can reclaim it. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you're connecting to a, a traditional or or a culture that is going to work for you, right? Because oftentimes when you do that with children, when you initiate them like that, without them having full consciousness of what's happening, and I don't care what you say, at 10 years old, he didn't know what he was doing. I don't care what you say. You, you, you can't. You know, and, and I'm saying that for the for the sister listening, you're going to say, no, no, he's very advanced. You're probably going to say something like that. He's already doing stupid things. He's threatening people on social media. So we know the boy, you know, is, is special. Right. So he didn't know what the heck he was doing when he went and got initiated to Ogun at 10 years old. So you're now bringing someone into a place where they where they're given a certain level of authority, responsibility and leadership, but they have an unrepentant mind, you know, so that's unfair to them because there's, there's a lack of, of self-understanding, 
you know, with someone who's who's at that age, right? So that's the first issue. Sometimes you can put, you know, something. It's like this: if you have a, a five or, or less, well, we'll go there, a ten-year-old child. You know, unless that child has been has been changed, you wouldn't necessarily put an AR-15 into the hands of that child. For those of you who don't know, that's that's a that's a gun, that's a rifle, right? So you wouldn't necessarily put a firearm into the hands of an untrained child. What are they probably going to do? They're probably going to hurt themselves, slash, and slash or hurt someone else. You see, so there has to be some level of psychoanalysis when you're considering doing these things. And when someone is sitting in front of you saying, you know, oh, yeah, you need to do this. Oh, this person needs to get accepted. And then you kind of make this broad and presumptuous um, movement towards what a person is describing and depicting in terms of your child's spiritual nature. That's dangerous, right? As you can see, because you're initiating and, and you're you're um, antagonizing something inside of that child that maybe hasn't necessarily been a corrective energy inside of them, and you need they need to understand it, and you need to understand the target of that energy first before you start to say, okay, well now we're going to unleash it, you know. So sometimes. Um, Children are born with certain things repressed in them, and it gives them an opportunity to study them and learn those things before they start to experience all sorts of unexpected results that, you know, no one really knows how to deal with. So you have to be careful when you're um, dealing with people and they're, they're talking about all of these recycled archetypes. That um, they might not even know much about And you definitely don't hardly know anything about And then now they're performing all of these These deep emotional And mental and spiritual rituals You know, on you and yours So, that's the first thing And that's in like the first line Now, you may have said that because it may mean something You may think it means something to me And I'm going to say, oh, this is someone who's a part of the brotherhood And who's you know, who's who's a brother in Ifad? No, mm -mm. it doesn't mean anything to me other than the things that I just said. It's a red flag. It's not a green flag for me because you tell me your child was crowned. That's a that's a huge, gigantic red flag. Gigantic, because look at the behavior. You telling me this person was crowned and look at how they're, they're behaving. So now for me, that immediately speaks to the quality of who crowned them. Immediately. Now, the next thing, well, not even the next thing, because this came before that. You said that they're 12 years old. Well, you know, that's the age of there's a psychological process of a boy becoming a man. And they begin to learn to connect with their inner warrior and their, their inner sovereign around that age, around 12 years old. That's why initiatory rites are so important. That's why I do rites of passage. Um, not only for groups, but for individuals within families. That's something that I've been doing long time now, right? Um, because it's it's so important to help a young male to develop their emotional intelligence within the framework of manhood. Now, what does that mean? Um, there's a time when there's a handoff from the mother, 
right? And a lot of times, you know, we haven't even gotten to this part, but we'll get to this later. But there's a time when a when a woman has done all she can do, and then a a, a man has to come back to her for a different level of guidance and wisdom. You know, there's a time and it's usually around 12, 13 years old where there needs to be a handoff to not only the father, but the father and the framework and a collective of men. You know, a lot of times we say things like it takes a man or a father to raise his sons. Yes, this is true. However, however, there's something um, there's something more to that. It takes more than one man to raise a man. It takes a collective of healthy men to raise one man, one. I want you to hear that ratio. It takes a collective of healthy men just to raise one man. See, a lot of times we don't see it like that, but fathers alone can't can't bring their boys you know, through the process of manhood. And they never do, you know, even if those men are not directly within that, that young man's community or directly in their, their face, if, if you will, there's always external initiatory models and communal based models that those, those young men will look to. So they may have a father, but they may have entertainers or, or role models or teachers or coaches that they look to. Um, and, they see them as maybe models that they can obtain as they're traversing through their effective um, boyhood to manhood journey, if you will. Um, so there's a handoff, a serious handoff that has to happen. So that would also mean that me alone can't, you know, raise your child to manhood. It takes a collective of men. This is why we have the, the Anu Men's Ministry. We have a collective of men for a reason. And there's been times, even with my own youth, that I have called different men in, in the men's ministry and said, hey, man, my, my youth is interested in this. You know, things that I know that those men do. Can you, you know, would you, would you mind having a phone call, a conversation with my youth and kind of giving them some pointers on this, some pointers on that? Um, and I've had, you know, people help my youth with things from, Sports medicine to to acting um, to to stocks um, to holistic health. I mean, we could kind of go through the list, you know, because I pull, I tap into, you know, that collective, right? Um, so there's a there's a there's an important initiatory model, and just like when I do rites of passage with young men or even families, I don't do it alone. There's always a collective of men with me. I'm talking about even through the process. Now, when I'm doing maybe a, a program series, and I do those too, like when I go out to different places like churches and schools and, and different community centers, and I may be doing a series for a month or for a couple of strongs or, you know, several months. Yeah, a lot of times I do those by myself. But even then, I pull on the fathers and the mothers of those children I work with as much as possible. You know, say, hey, can you help me? Um, can you co-facilitate this program with me? Because when I'm going, who's going to make sure that the values that are being taught are not lost? You know, and what's being considered as strong identities that are being created are being, you know, supported and continue to be um, celebrated. 
all right so there's a process again like i said around 12 years old where a young male a young boy begins to connect with his inner sovereign he wants to do what he wants to do and he connects with this inner warrior and um there's there's a there's an there's an accessibility of humility and a healthy sense of himself that he has to balance with you know I can do whatever I want to do I I want to fight I want to see how strong I am you know there has to be a kind of a uh, a balancing of those two and that's really where there there where you begin to surround that young young male coming into a young man um with men who are connected enough emotionally um to the idea of critical questions to the idea of of young boys becoming men to the idea of decreasing uh the sense uh, decreasing the likelihood of damage that a young boy can do to himself as he's as he's coming into what he's supposed to be and and I'm going to say you know you have to be careful too as a mother and I'm I'm speaking of course to unwed mothers the single parent thing I don't get down with like you know one of the things she said was I'm a single parent no you're not you're not a single parent because if you were a single first of all you you can't create a child by yourself and that other parent always has some level of influence and the idea of single parent always implies that you're doing things by yourself and you're not doing things by yourself I'm sure you have parents, you have, you know, that child has aunties, has grandparents, has friends, has fake uncles, fake aunties, has people like Chief Yuya, you know, who you can message and get some guidance from. So let's kill that narrative of I'm doing it by myself. You ain't doing it by yourself. You never do it by yourself. And the reality is in North America, because you told me where you live, I didn't include that, of course, this government provides incentives for females who are raising or you can't raise but are are caretaking children by themselves let's just keep it real you ain't doing it by yourself there's all sorts of incentives and programs so that you don't have to do it by yourself because the product is what you're dealing with right here that's why they give you those incentives so you can turn more of this out into the community out into the public all right so throw that out because when you say that and I've had females say that to me before I'm doing it all by myself all right well then get away from me because when you say things like that you disrespect me you disrespect the kind the time that I may take to help you so if you feel like you're all alone or by yourself then get away from me because I I really do have other things I'd rather be doing than you know trying to help you guide some other man's matured sperm that's not an experience I didn't enjoy making him. I didn't get to partake in that. Some other guy did that. So let him let him go deal with it, right? So I'm just saying that be careful and please don't come back with the, well, okay, no, I used the wrong word. No, you used the words you wanted to use. So take the lesson and learn something. Don't use that term anymore. You're an unwed mother. That's 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 a more appropriate term. Why is that a more appropriate term? Because um, your union was supposed to happen, and I'm, when I, I'm saying your union, your committal union. I don't like the term marriage so much, but um, your committal union and your betrothal 
was supposed to happen before you had this child. Period. That's what was supposed to happen. And you were supposed to stay together until the child was was raised into a man. And for whatever reason, you didn't do it. No reason is valid, so don't waste your time trying to give that back to me because just just in what I see here, I already I already kind of know the reason. <laughs> you know, um, see that's that's the beauty of, and I'm gonna you know these are all manhood things. Men have superpowers, just like we, you know you hear me sometimes talk about the superpower of women, how they can hear their their children. Um, there could be a room full of noise, man. You could be outside and the baby's inside sleeping and that mother will hear that baby cry. You know, I've always been fascinated by that. You know, me, I'm an audio person. I, you know, being a, a musician and a producer. So, you know, things dealing with audio and sound are always fascinating to me. But, you know, the way that a mother can tune into the frequency of that baby. And, you know, she's not really hearing the baby. You know, it's a deeper kind of thing. It's not just a, she's using the physical senses. Um, so we have superpowers too. And one of our superpowers as men is that we know things without having to see or hear the entire story. That's part of our superpower. So the same way that you can tell when the baby's crying, we can, and, and we can tell what's going on with you and the children. See, the same way you cover the baby, we cover you. You know, and that's why sometimes you'll call us daddy because we we deal with you like a child or we'll call you baby, you know, or whatever. Right. Because um, the connection of covering that we have over you that allows for proper consultation, proper uh, communicate communication, excuse me, and for us to really deal with your primary and secondary emotions from a spiritual perspective. All right. But anyway. So, and I'm, I'm everything that I'm dropping to you is for you to understand what your son is is seeking to become. Um, a lot of times through the dawdling, the doting over um, of a child that mothers do, uh, young males become disconnected uh, emotionally from the relationship that they have with that inner sovereign. You know, because um, they lose their their willingness to ask themselves critical questions. And it's important that um, those who become disconnected become reconnected, if you will. Um, And they become liberated and they become sovereign, but they do it in the way and the design that their divine creator intended for them. You know, so... There's a unifying that has to happen with other other males, other men who've gone further than your son in order for him to draw strength to be that that aligned sovereign. You know, we're all trying to be strong enough for our deity or for our God. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. But we're trying to be strong enough for that God. And there's different ways that we can pull strength. And when we do, of course, when we truly become liberated, liberated within the image of of the divine, through the structure of the divine, then we can become, especially as as men, we become better, better leaders and priests within our clans or our homesteads. 
um, we certainly become more at peace because we're fulfilling the roles that we came to fulfill. And truthfully, we become more, well, more truthful. You, in fact, we become more, more bold and brave um, in our truth. And uh, we become, um, we, we, we realize that we have less to lose in some, some instances. Even though we may see other men with similar burden, you know, um, the anger that we carry, the resentment that we that we carry, we we immediately kind of return or we kind of channel those vibrations into the battlefield. You see, and they be either become victory or failure. It doesn't matter, but we we find a proper place. To put them as opposed to making every space a battlefield. This is the making of a soldier. One day I'm going to get into that. I just I told myself one day I'm going to do a segment on how soldiers are actually made. But you know, the value again is being connected authentically to other men. And again, I question like child's been initiated. You know, where's the men at? Of course, my first question is always where's his father. And I don't ask that question because I don't know. I ask that question because you need to know it. It should be asked when you come at somebody like this with this type of issue. Um, And truthfully, I'm tired of hearing the the raggedy answers. I I have to be so honest. I'm just sick of it. He's not around. He don't want nothing to do with us. He's just, well, he's here, but I mean, he just, he don't want to get involved. I'm just so sick of it. Um, and a lot of it, it just has to do with the really poor decision making that a lot of you females make uniformly across the board. That's 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 the bottom line. You just really poor decision makers. And like I've said so many times, young women should not be allowed to make certain decisions for themselves because they just screw it up. And then it, it ends up becoming the, the community's burden later. Now you got a child over here threatening to kill, to shoot people or kill slash, you know, on social media. All kind of nonsense like this because you weren't properly aligned, you know, and, I, and I'll be cool about it. I'll be cool about it because I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more humane. I know you, you got an emergency situation here, but. You know, it always backs down to your parents. They didn't raise you right. So you don't you don't know how to raise a young man because you don't you don't have any tools. No one gave you any tools, you know, or maybe you were rebellious and defiant. But even if you were rebellious and defiant, it was because somebody didn't didn't raise you right. You know, and sometimes that occurs in in poor mixing. You know, somebody that that occurs in poor mixing, you know, of, of certain genetics. So. I'm saying all this to say that, you know, the answer is, again, it's not a swift one. It doesn't happen like that. One of the first things I told you is that there needs to be a group of men. That's number one. You know, you can't go to one man because um, you also have to be concerned about the integrity of that one man. In a real way. This is how a lot of young boys get molested with these, these pseudo rites of passage programs that all these guys start. And these manhood programs and, you know, be careful with that. And I'm, I'm one who has a rights of passage program in the men's ministry. 
right? So I'm, you know, you can even look at me suspicious. Look at everybody suspicious when it comes to your child, right? Um, now, of course, there's no history of me. I'm not interested in messing around with, with children, you know, or anything um, perverse and deviant and disgusting and vile at that level. I'm just not interested and never have been, never will be. However, um, you need to have a level, a level of discernment. And if you don't have that, connect with someone who does. Not a woman. Not another woman. You know, you can have a council of women around you, older women who may know a bit more. But also have a council of men And those older women should have men And I know a lot of people got offended off of that When I said that And that thing before that that other On the on the Orisha YouTube channel About your EI And, and your, your Madrina And you know the value of You know your spiritual guides When they're mated And people are like oh you mean to tell me if my EI doesn't Yes You know again I'm not speaking there's no re if you're let me let me let me give it to you like this. Matter of fact, this because this is the first answer. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the answers honestly are so straightforward that literally I don't really need a podcast. But if I type back the answer to you, you would, you would feel like I'm being rude. <sighs> but this is what it is. Get with the father. And if that's impossible, get married and beg and plead for that man to work with your child because he's not obligated to do anything for somebody else's child. I don't even care if the father's dead. He's not obligated to do that. That, that your son should have went with it. If you're not with the father, the son should have went with the father when you guys split. That's how that's supposed to work. Just because you split up, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Just because you split doesn't make you the more qualified parent. Just because the father does something that you don't like doesn't make you the more qualified parent. In fact, most of the time, you're the worst parent. And we see the result because a, a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. Look at your fruit. And the reason also I say that you're the worst parent often is because women are just poor decision makers. Period. This is why male leadership is important. Because that's not your groove. That's not, that's not where you shine in leadership and decision making. Take it however you want. I know, you know, people don't like when I say that. But I don't care. Because where are you getting these stupid ideas from? You're getting these stupid ideas from, from a Western society that is destroying you. So they destroy you at the same time. But when they say something you like, yeah, well, you know, get away from me with that. I know what's killing me. I know what's healing me and I know what's killing what's killing me. Okay? So really the answer is get married. Get yourself a man. And all of that it's hard to find a man. It's not hard to find a man. What's hard is for you to change the horrible habits that you have that keep you from having a man. That's the truth. Or or you start with the oh, I ain't sharing no man. Well, you got a you got a child, so any man who gets with you becomes a third party parent anyway, because there's another man already controlling the situation. And even if that other man is not physically present, he's emotionally and spiritually present in that child. So you're in no position to be making any demands. Period. I know it's a rough ride. You probably didn't want to hear that, but. 
This is why I don't answer a lot of this stuff sometimes because a lot of you guys are nowhere near ready to hear the truth. Nowhere near. You want me to, that's why you left your phone number. You want me to call you and talk to you on the phone so you can bitch and moan on the phone about how bad the child is. And I say, what? What? The little soldier did what? The little warrior did what? No, no, no. We're going to rate. I don't have time for that. I got my own, my own children to deal with. So, you know, if you need help, you got to come into a community. You need help from Chief Yuya. Are you a part of the Anu community? If not, why would I just be sticking my neck out randomly for, for a, a bunch of other men's responsibility? That would make me an idiot. That would make me a straight up moron. Now, now, some of you mothers are saying, but wait a minute. I've known Chief for 25 years and that's how I met him. Sticking his neck out for my child. Yeah, because Chief used to be an idiot. <laughs> we are, you know, we're all growing. I'm growing too. I'm growing right along with you guys. I always tell you I'm not a master of anything. I'm just further along the path than you are. Some of you, right? So I, I haven't. I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah, I used to do. I, man, I used to do all that stuff. Running up to the high school, running to the middle school, running to the elementary schools, and I. You, you know how many emergency contact. Forms my name is on Ridiculous amounts Yeah I was dumb That was dumb That wasn't the answer That was reactionary And and that's one of the problems That we have a lot of times um, Especially when raising males We become way too reactionary When we should be proactionary So proactionary You need a man And I'm not your man so I don't really have a vested interest in, in anything And even if I was your man I probably wouldn't want anything to do with this child Anyway, just based on his behavior In fact, I probably wouldn't want anything to do with you Based on this child's behavior I want you to consider that You know, a lot of you women Because I, I have split up with women before Over their unruly children It's a poor mark on that woman And it's just it's just grief and stress that I'm not interested in And most men who are building something And doing something important in their life They're not going to take on an unruly child So you need to consider that as well You know um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot to it Sometimes you got to divorce yourself from your child And I know you, don't, you, I know you never want to hear that one But that's, that's the truth You know sometimes this one is Alright didn't work out It's got to go on a scrap heap Oh I know that sounds rough I know it does but it's deeper than that. There's a spiritual reason for that. But, you know, like I said, we can't, we don't have time to get into any, you know, everything. But um, one of the things you said is that he's more than a challenge for me, a single parent. It's designed to be that way. One individual cannot raise a, a child or a family. So that, that's, that goes without saying. And especially one mother. See, that's the problem. Man, there's so much here to unpack. You know, that's part of the problem with people living in the cities. Because it effeminizes men. It really does. It effeminizes men. You know, one of the things that I, I enjoy about the South, and even out West, different than the Northeast, this New York area, it's difficult for us to get guns up here. I mean, we get them, you know. But I mean, register like you don't really want to have a registered gun as much. Now I'm I'm just keep it keep it real. 
you know um and for those who know my history and who have who have looked me up and stuff you 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 know I have a long standing relationship with guns you know um not always in a in a positive way un- unfortunately um but to get guns here is a big deal when you say yo I'm gonna go get my gun it's like, oh you got a gun <laughs> you know and one of the things that I really like about the south is that everyone has a gun it's no big deal you know they, they can get guns easily they just show ID you know you used to be able to go right into Walmart I mean you can go to Walmart and get ammo you know but um, here it's different you know so there's something about the city that really effeminizes me. I was speaking to one of my consorts about that yesterday. When you have a young man who's 12 coming into who and what he is, I'm going to tell you one of the biggest problems with growing up in the city present for young men. There's nothing new to do. Nothing. And what I mean by that is everything has already been laid out and structured for you. So the most you can do to chart a new path, especially as as a young melanin rich, well, not even melanin rich, just a young urban male, the most you can do is go into a neighborhood that you shouldn't go into and see what happens. <laughs> That's the most you can do. Maybe you could, you know, or go into a place, you know, a neighborhood you've never really been, but Young men and men in general need to be able to look at uncivilized, untamed spaces and cultivate them and carve new roads. That's very important. And when they're unable to resolve um, some of that, then then the wild the wild energy that's inside of them turns into cruelty. That's because they, they find ways to cut through other people when they have no bushes to cut through. You see. When they can't look at a forest and say, ooh, wow, okay, that's the path there. Well, I'm going to go over there or I'm going to try over there, you see. And when you grow up in the city, you don't have that. There's too many lines and they're all linear. Even when you go to the park, you can pretty much see through the entire park. Most of the parks are paved. (laughs) There's some kind of paved walkway. There's signs all over the place. And even if you go into a little section, you know, if it's even safe enough to do that, You'd be stepping on syringes and it might be people living up in there, whatever. But, you know, there's really there's really no new territory to explore. So you can't really go crazy with creation in the city. You know, and that's 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 the real of it. You know, a lot of y'all need to move out the city. And here, let me let me say who a lot is. Every new person needs to move out of the city. Now the rest of you do whatever you feel like doing, but it it makes females masculine, and it makes males feminine. You see, so there's a savagery, there's a savagery that the city has. If you could look at it like this, the city turns us into savages, and um, nature or natural envi- environments turn us into wild people, wildlings. If you will, we become wildlings. In nature and savages in the city. Now you just think about what that means, you know, the comparison. Um, but when you're wild, if you ever see like a wild animal, they get cut, a shot, whatever. They lick it. They lick that that wound. 
They scrutinize the womb. When you're wild, you learn to examine yourself. When you're a savage, you get cut and shot and, and shot or whatever. You don't even look at it. You just you just inflict that on someone else. You see, I man, I don't even want to talk about myself. But uh, <laughs> let's just say I've lived in the city a long time, so. You know, I'm not I'm not speaking outside of of myself and I'm not trying to browbeat anyone. I'm speaking about things that we all need to get over. And I spend a lot of time in the country and I've lived in the country and um, I own land in the country. So I I make it a point to be in the country, you know, uh, a lot, but also very much tethered to the city, you know, Um, and there's nothing really good that comes of that. You see. There's nothing really good that comes of that. And a lot of times our psyche begins to make deals with why we should maintain certain things that kind of keep us in a place of full full onset grief all the times. You see, but your wild self says, now I got to be free. I got to be free. You see, so the industry of the city pulls the men away. It pulls the men out of the boys and it literally pulls the men out of the family literally physically now we call that the industrial revolution but the industrial revolution was was rough on the family man it was rough on the family you know um so i'm just going line by line here he does not listen to me no because men should not be obedient to females he's not going to listen to you and i fear for his safety and future well, you need to be fearful of the people he's talking about he's going to shoot. But he's not, a, he's not a little baby. I know we like to say that, but once he starts talking stupid like that, he needs to be treated differently. Now, that's what a man would do. A mother, and I've spoken to mothers, they got children, 19, 20 years old, out here shooting people in jail, call me up like, yeah, my son's in jail, I need to get him out. I'm concerned about him, what the guards are going to do to him, this and that. He's in there because he hurt somebody's son And you don't want him to be hurt That's not the way life works No No that's not the way life works You see See this is why in my household With my children I always initiated Corporal punishment Male and female alike But especially for the boys And I'm not talking about beating up on them And stuff like that But you know push ups Push ups was my thing You did what? Give me 20. And I'm talking about from young, 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 young. Before they knew how to ride bikes, they knew how to do push-ups and squats and iron stance. I would have them in the iron horse. Yeah, hold that hold that horse stance. You know, um, all kind of stuff, man. You know, because why? Because I was trying to always institute in them that for physical, there's always a physical punishment for a mental mistake. Always physical consequence for mental mistakes because we live in the realm of causation or the the realm of effect, excuse me, where we live out our causes and our causes are initiated, you know, the effects of our causes are always initiated in the physical, always. So you you have to kind of have that, that understanding early on, you know, um, so yeah. 
there's an initiation that's needed in a situation like this. Um, that young man needs to be initiated properly, and that crowning wasn't that. Because I'm sure he wasn't initiated into an apparent community. And if he was, and he's acting like this, then I would question the value of that community. Um, stop getting with random people to do things for your son. And again, I, I would I would really stress, where's the father? Where is the father? And I'm, let me say this to you guys listening. A lot of times you might get with a female who has similar situation and you'll ask about the father and she'll give you this long story to tell you how evil he is. And don't, don't fall for it. It's always a lie. Just don't fall for it. You know, they're always the innocent one and he wasn't like this in the beginning and he changed. I didn't know he was like this. And don't be stupid, fellas. Don't be stupid. Let me tell you something straight up, which a lot of people are not going to like. Never take the word of a female over your brother. Never. Because females lie like you could never imagine. They lie through their teeth, especially when they're seeking to avoid accountability. Because accountability is like water to the wicked witch. It shrinks them. They hate to be accountable for the stuff that they do. They hate it. And if you know that about females early on, you won't get shocked later. And I'm talking about little girls hate to be accountable. Old women hate to be accountable. Uh, mothers hate to be accountable. They all hate to be accountable for the stuff that they do. And I mean authentically accountable. They may say, well, you know, my biggest mistake was I didn't listen to my inner voice and I, you know, would mess with this person anyway. Don't listen to that bull crap. I'm talking to the fellas and I know the females are going to get upset or or you simps who were raised by your single mothers. And, you know, my mama did it and my daddy. You don't know what the hell happened. And I always say that you don't know what pillow talk is like. And let's be honest, men. The stuff that women have told you when you were laying in the bed next to them, you know they would never tell anybody. You think they, they share that level of commitment or, you know, um, the things that they said that they would do for you? You think they truly share that with their friends and family? No. When things go bad, they just talk about how horrible you were and all the, the blows and the injuries that they had to take and how infantile that you can be and they make themselves very grandiose and you know just don't fall don't don't be stupid don't fall for the devil's tricks i'm gonna say it just like that because that's what needs to be said don't fall for the devil's tricks you see always ask what happened between you and the father where is he because you'll find out a lot of times that it's not that the father didn't want to have anything to do with the children he couldn't because a lot of times females will chase the father away because they want a new life. They want to be with someone new or they're just tired of the guy. So they make it practically impossible for him to be in his child's life. And then you have those who say, it don't matter what you do, you should always be a part of your child's life. Don't listen to that crap. And don't you be one of those idiots who say something like that. Because sometimes, you know, it's just too difficult. You go to see your child every time she's bugging out and tripping out every time this cop's being called. 
you know, all kind of stuff. And 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 let's be clear on something: a man will go make more children with with a more ruly child, I mean, a more ruly woman, because at the end of the day, sometimes you're also seeing your child being perverted beyond your ability to control it, because the woman has weaponized the state against you. So you may know the solution is just to go take your child because you have the most sanity, but you can't. You can't. She attacks you financially. She attacks you femi- uh, uh, um, criminally. There's really nothing you can do. So at some point you may make the decision. I'm just going to divorce everyone. I'm divorcing the woman and the children because sometimes the children get poisoned against you, too, and they don't have any respect for you. And it, and it, it just becomes so um, undignified that you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm just not. Y'all can go to hell. Sometimes that happens. So, you know, and that I'm speaking about you priest who jump into the fray. And I'm talking about you males who jump into the fray. And a lot of times it's because your mother was raggedy. So you already have an affinity towards raggedy females. That's why you got all these silly memes. I've seen something before. And it was one guy. I'm not going to say his name. I, I, I'm not going to get into that. But talking about, you know, it takes a real man to be with a single mother. And it's a stronger man is with a single mother because she brings more to the table. Like, yeah, she brings more to the table. You're absolutely right. That's the one thing you said right. But what about valuing yourself, men? What about that? You're, you're dealing with someone who is showing you a, a track record of poor decision making. And there's a lot to that that I won't get into because I know you guys are nowhere near ready. You're nowhere near ready to hear the truth about that one. I know you're not. And I know that the little bit, the little tiny bit that I just said was too much for, for some of you already. I know it was. So, you know, again... If you're under 60 60 years old, straight up, get married. If you're under 60 females, get married. Now, you may say, ah, this and that. Sometimes you're not marriage material. I get that. That's why you're not with the child's father or whatever. I get that. Fix that. Fix it. Because that's the answer to all of this stuff. Not going and getting initiations and contacting people randomly on the Internet. That's not the answer. You need a head. You need a covering. You need a man who you submit yourself to, period. And if you have issues with any of those words, then you're going to continue to stay in hell and keep raising demon spawn. That's what's just going to keep happening in your life. There's no getting around it. Get a man. Be with a man. Submit to that man. Be obedient to that man. Strive for righteousness. That's the only answer. And like like I said, I could have said that in 10 seconds. But most of you are not ready to hear that because you're so tethered and allegiant to Western gods, which is Western culture, which tells you the exact opposite. But look at the fruit. Look at the fruit that you're bearing. Look at it. It's toxic. It's spoiled. Spoiled fruit. You got fruit that's spoiled on the vine. No one can eat that. No one can use it. Except for something that's already perverse and evil. And those those institutions that, that just seek to keep you wounded and weak. You know, 
You can't truly teach a young man the power that he has until he's able to go out into the world and see a glimpse of his true self. And he can never really truly do that and expand into the wilderness like he's supposed to if he doesn't come off a proper footing. You see, he has to he has to be around men who have a plethora of stories because within those stories is so much wisdom that's held. You ever look at, you know, even when you got guys who are out on the streets doing what they're not supposed to do, they always let an old head or, or uncle this, whatever, just kind of be around and tell stories of the glory days. Sometimes even when you're in jail, you know, because there ain't much to do, but you might be out in the yard. There's always everybody, you know, everybody was this big drug kingpin once they get locked up. And you'd be like, man, how much is your bail? Man, my bail is, is 10000 Oh, you you was big drug kingpin. You ain't got $10,000. Okay. You been in here for, <laughs> for, for how long now? You can't bail out? You know, but sometimes even that, you know, just sitting and listening to the stories and of people who've gone through what we consider to be boundaries and gone beyond them is very important uh, for men to be a, to, to, to be around. It helps him to find his own feelings about things. You know, it helps him to move away from passivity and numbness that starts to develop when he's and when he's unable to kind of ascend into a place that that feels grandiose to himself. And what happens is because they begin to to become unaware of their own suffering after a while, you see. And their initiations usually become perverse initiations for some their first true initiation into a rite of passage was a divorce because it was the first time they were truly able to discharge something in their consciousness. That's bad business. So then they start to engage into conscious um, activities of dissension as opposed to ascension. I'm going to go get me a drink. I'm going to go, man, F all of this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You know. So, yeah, you know. If and you see all the things I'm giving you, I only I'm only giving you like a tenth of what could be said in this in this scenario. But see, it's because I'm a man. So imagine what my sons get. Imagine what my daughters get. Every day I'm 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 giving them game. Every day, all day. If it's if we're not on the phone or we're in front of each other and then we're on WhatsApp and like here here here, look at it like this, look at it like that. And then let's talk about what my women get every single day. Game. You see the value of having a man? You need a man. And the only reason you don't have one, if you don't have one, is because you refuse to submit to something that makes sense. You want to do your own thing. You want to have this plethora of of men who do different things for you. Well, this one I go to for initiation. This one I go to advice. This and, that. and look at the fruit that you're bearing as a result. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's for all you women who are out there who are 60 and under. Because honestly, I'm tired of hearing it. I, I'm just I'm gonna be really honest with you. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And then when I start giving you answers to it, everyone gets quiet and starts looking around like you didn't hear me. Huh? When I start talking about culture, what does the culture dictate that you have a, uh, that you be inside of a family? This stuff is weird and it's, 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 
it's abnormal and it's freaky and it's and, you know all this single mother and single parent stuff it's, it's disgusting it's not us our power base comes from family why do you think we have no power because we got no families and then when people start talking about it people act like it's it's this taboo subject Chief always talking about families here. <laughs> Chief be going all about the family. <laughs> when I hear people say that to me, yeah, Chief, you be really good at this family. Man, shut the F up. I had to tell someone that like a month ago. He was trying to be cute. And he was like, yeah, you know, you always going over about families, man. And I was like, yo, dog, shut the F up. Like it was, it was there at that level. Shut the F up. Don't say another word. And take the smile off your face. This is a grown man I'm talking to. Because you, you're joking about something that's not funny. We got young men out here dying. Getting killed for stupid reasons. Because it's a lack of family structure. You see, that's why it's happening. Because there's no right ruling fathers in the place. Why is there no right ruling fathers? Because they didn't come from proper family structures. It's a, it's a cycle that continues on. This this suspicion that is always held for men. So then even when uh, a young man comes up, he, he doesn't connect with other men because he's taught to be suspicious. And there's this idea that there's never enough man. There's never, whoever your father is, he's never enough. You see, he's never enough. Whatever he's bringing is never enough. You see. Yeah. I mean, there's like I said, there's a lot to it. And I'm just, I'm tired of, I get these messages all the time. And then when I give you the real answer, I know what happens. You drift off and you go talk to someone who will give you the opposite. Who will support the gods that you're allegiant to. Well, this is the blessings of your gods. This is what they pay in. They pay in, in children that are completely unmanageable and disrespectful. Um, your poverty that you go through, you getting conned and swindled by fake priests. That that's that's your payment. So I'm telling you how to come out of it. And you might say, I'm just supposed to find a man like that. You could. You found someone to knock you up to make this 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 baby. But you have to be a better person. So every woman is not deserving of a husband because some of you are nothing but trouble. And a man with sense knows to stay away from trouble. It doesn't matter how cute you think you look or how good you make your bean soup. It doesn't matter. How kind are you? How helpful are you? How reserved are you? How much baggage are you bringing to the table? And your quality should increase as you grow older. I'm tired of talking to you 50-year-old women. Talking about, but I don't even look my age. You are, though. And no one's sitting around. No no guy is sitting around fantasizing about a 50-year-old woman. I tell somebody that recently got real hurt. Stop talking to me. I don't care. You need to hear the truth. Because she was talking about, yeah, because, you know, when I throw this thing on them. What? This gray hair is spilling off of that thing. No one's fantasizing about that. So what else do you have? Just like when people say to me, wow, chief, you know a lot. I should. 
A man my age should know a lot. There's nothing impressive about that. Nothing. Zero. I've been around consciousness all this time and I'm so, not supposed to know anything or I'm supposed to be of average intelligence. Then there'd be something seriously wrong with me. So it's the same thing with you women. You you get up there in age. You need to be able to don't brag about. Yeah, I still can fit this. Nobody cares. Especially once men get to a certain age, physicality doesn't really mean that much anymore. What kind? Do you have any accounting skills? Real accounting skills? Can you properly manage a business? Forget about a house and yeah, I can manage a home. Chances are at that age we already got a home managed. How good are you with situations like this? You know, I, I got a daughter that's wayward. I got a son that's wayward. Can you really, truly come in and help? Can you be a model that they would want to aspire to? Or, or are you just a big child in your own head, too? Do I have to discipline you the same way I got to discipline them? Right. You know, so there's things that we have to bring to the table and it increases. Yeah, it increases as we get older. And if you 50, 60 looking for a mate, that's a sign of a serious sickness in your culture. You should be 50, 60 years old playing with your grandchildren, with your husband or with your wife. That's what should be happening, or wives. Sometimes you got to be able to step back and recognize how deep in the doo-doo we actually are. It's serious, man. It's serious. All right? So, you know, I know that was probably a lot, and... You know, I'm telling you, you got to embrace some better culture. You got it. Stop initiating your children to stuff they don't even understand. Stop bringing them to the altar to light candles and stuff like stop. Just stop. It's no different than when church people would be telling that their children to shout and talk in tongues and then filming it. And if you that's such a blessing, that's so beautiful. Raise them, raise a child up in the way, you know, just stop. Give them some logic and some reason so that they can begin to to rebel against the darkness that's inside of them that would seek to pull them out of their sacred royal position because that's going to come. Their sacred sovereignty blesses them from within and encourages creativity from within first. And that sacred sovereignty will reject fallen fallen rulership. That tries to imposter itself as something more than that, you see. And that's what you want. That sacred sovereignty will control their moods so that they can do proper, rational checks on themselves. You see, it will resuscitate them when they, when they feel poisoned, that sacred sovereignty inside of them. You see. But remember, it takes a group. Like we say, it takes a village. Well, to raise a man, it takes a village of men. Not just one, a village. All right, segment was way longer than I wanted it to be. It's like an hour. But um, it's something that's near and dear because I'm a man. <laughs> you know? And, you know, you, you hate to see any anyone down, anyone falling. Male or female. You hate to see it, but... The men and the males are the Messiah of our situation. That's the bottom line. 
That's who's going to get us out of this. It's the men. So we have to create men. We have to. We got to create men. Not just have babies. Everybody want to have babies. I want to have babies. I want to create men. There's a reason why men are celebrated when they're born. It's not just because of toxic patriarchy. It's not because of that. We know that there's more females born than men. That means men are rare or males, I should say. Males are rare. So there's a there's a celebration. You know, and the one will rule the many. So you have to you have to raise up proper rulership and proper leadership in the males that you're giving birth to so that there's a there's a balanced spirit of playfulness in them, but also a balanced spirit of sobriety in them. You know, there's there's a golden there's a goldenness kind of about them, if you will, you know, or 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 an an inner drive or inner purification, you know, um, and they're not they're not afraid. They have to be like Mercury, where they're not afraid to get close to the sun being the father, you know, and they can they can provide intelligent contribution to the family, not just comical wit, (laughs) but they can provide intelligent Conscious, you know, contribution and, you know, an understanding of cautiousness and they learn how to defend their own moods even when necessary, but do it respectfully. See, these are the things that keep these children from becoming cruel. It keeps them from becoming cruel. It, it, you know, they understand when to enact aggression because they know when their space is being invaded. That's an important thing because a lot of times when that's happening and you don't even know about it as a parent, sometimes they don't even know when the outer world is seeking to invade their inner world and that needs to be protected. So so that's becoming like that inner sovereignty, if you will. And through that, that inner sovereignty, they start seeing themselves as a kingdom. Now, that kingdom eventually will express itself outward into the physical, you see. And let me just say something, you know, when we talk about raising young warriors, don't just let that channel into sports or business. I mean, I mean, I know we kind of um, we extol the virtues of, of sportsmanship and learning about business and stuff. But there's another space for the inner warrior because the warrior has a sense of duty. And it needs to first channel itself into a sense of duty before you put them on the football field or the baseball field or the soccer field, whatever it is, because you understand that there's a fight that's inside of that that child and you want them to be maybe more and you just want them to have an outlet. And that's that's cool. You know, there's a place for that. Don't get me wrong. You know, but there's also a conscious fighting that becomes productive or a conscious warriorhood that allows them to maintain a sense of form, self-form, a sense of, of, of self-courage. And this is becomes necessary, especially as men, when they take on hits in life. We, we're going to take on hits in life. That's just what it is. You know, in order for us to even mate, we have to learn how to take a hit. Why? Because most of the women you're going to approach, you're going to say no to you. So you have to you have to learn how to um, conduct the intense emotions that you may have about a situation um, into a place where you can face rejection if necessary. And then, OK, cool, you know, <laughs> and, and, and move on to the next situation and not be so obsessive about the fantasies that that you're having, you know, um, 
but you learn how to choose precious things and and precious things that require and necessitate your warriorhood is an important thing you know i might get into that in another segment because we're going after an hour i said okay and now we're 11 minutes over that so you know there's a lot like i said there's a lot in raising a boy and raising children you know speaking as a as a father you know uh i could do a long series on this i'm not (laughs) <laughs> you know, I have a book in mind that I've been tossing around, writing in my head for a while on this. So at some point it will come out in a book. But um, let me just say, like I said, the bonding between the father and the child is important. And fathers need to be in the home. Not visiting that visitation crap. But the father needs to be present in the home physically. And when they're not. Excuse me. Yeah, it's time for me to get off. (coughs) Excuse me. When they're not physical, they need to be emotionally present in the home and spiritually present and ideologically present in the home. Stop trying to substitute the husband for TV and books and podcasts. Males need a jagna, period. And they need several jagnas. And they need elders who are responsible to kickstart, you know, um, that that important initiation and to break sometimes the unknown or unconscious incest, the psychological, the psychic, the energetic incest that's happening between mother and son, which happens too much. And a lot of times that comes from the mother giving too much information to a son. Or looking to that son as a as a companion, you know, that's you know, it's it's a lot to that too. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna get out of here because uh, my throat is is giving out. It's time for me to move on to my next challenge. All right, so um, willfully that gave some some information to some of you all, and I know it may have been a little bit of a rough ride, but. I'm a rough rider, <laughs> you know, literally <laughs> I'm an original rough rider. So um, it's time for some for some truth. It's time. It's time for those of you who want it. And I know some of you don't. You'll be gone anyway. Doesn't matter. But for those of you who need it, Frank, and need it direct and straight, that's what it is. All right. So this is Chief Yuya signing out. And <coughs> excuse me. Uh, for any of you also, by the way, who have been getting, you know, my books, whether it be the digital copies, or paperback, please be sure to leave a review on Amazon on the books that you've enjoyed. Um, let people know. And, you know, let me know. <laughs> you know, sometimes well, a lot of times people send me inbox messages, which is cool, but stop hiding. Like, Let people know. You know, I know some of that is because you don't want people to know where you get your inspiration, you know. And I almost, I'm almost want to say something about that, man, because I'm, you know, I've never really riffed too much at all. Really, I've always laughed it off with people stealing my information. I don't know, but as of late, it's been starting to kind of irritate me a little bit. It's it's getting too blatant, you know. And some of it is is you know, if you want to share information, that's cool. But when you're reciting a post or a video like word for word 
and there's no accreditation back to your source. It's kind of it's kind of grimy. It's cowardly and it's kind of grimy. You know, that's that's a side note because I was reading something earlier today, a post uh, somebody put up who's supposed to kind of be in an Anu, but they're that's another thing. But um, and I've been looking. I'm looking at this string of posts and I'm like, wait a minute. Last six seven posts have been my last six seven. Videos and podcasts, but there's no accreditation to where you and you're using the same terms, phrases, and everything. You know, that's not cool. I don't make a big deal about it, but like I said, I don't know. It's it's uh, it just I don't know. It's it's a sign of something that is sad to me. You know, that lack of originality, that lack of creativity, and a lack of true insight. And it just means that you're trying to posture yourself. To people like you're on your way to becoming one of those fraud priests or priestesses. That's what I see. You know, that's probably why it kind of it gets to me a little because I know where this is going. You know, because if you're truly plugged in and connected to the divine, you're gonna have your own insights. You're gonna have your own revelations. All right, I'm out. This is Chief Yuya signing out. Like I said, be sure to, to leave book reviews. You know, uh, for those of you who purchase on Amazon and on and on iTunes, you're listening to the podcast, re- leave those reviews and stuff like that, because I'm not going to be doing the YouTube videos as much anymore. So uh, maybe, you know, one or two here or there. So uh, let people know, see, you know, what's happening. YouTube, you always had a comment so you can see what it's about and if you like it. But uh, with the podcast, it's all about the reviews. All right, everyone. Enjoy your day and please be safe and be well. You know, embrace your children. Peace.